Sports Original. I'm Megan Adelini here with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Thank you for hanging out with us this afternoon. We have a tremendous show. We're going to get into the Celtics. Little bit of Bruins, a lot of Patriots still, a lot of things to talk about this Bill O'Brien news as it develops and we get a little bit more information about that hiring. And of course, we are going to talk about the championships on Sunday. You got quite the matchups in the AFC, NFC coming on Monday. Patriots aren't in it, but it's still a lot of fun to talk about. Andy, how are you doing today? Orange, you glad to see me? You look wonderful. You're wearing a lot of orange. Uh, You guys owe me an apology because you make fun of my dad jokes and my lame puns. You were really bad yesterday. But I mean, I do that, but... I know we'll, we'll uh, hear from John Jack. Hughes' 16 woman. turnovers was easily the number Wait, one. Wait, it was. I, no, it was I will gladly own and wear worst dad joke of the Fitzy, week. I liked that. I did, too. I'm I'm prone to every movie-related portmanteau and pun, and there's no shame. And Andy, it was like a punch. It was. And Andy, by the way, Orange, I'm glad to see you. I'm very glad to see you. Ah, see? Ah. What do you got, I didn't Mego? like that Let's one. go, Mega. What do you got? I don't, pun, I'm not pun. playing this. She's green with it. envy. Pun, pun, yeah. done? I, I don't know. I'm not playing this game. But my point so, was, what, what did you want to Jack apologize Edwards, for? I was wa- you guys mocked me for some bad puns yesterday. I was watching Jack Edwards do the Bruins game last night, and there was a uh, semi-controversial uh, icing call, mm-hmm. and he said the puck went Pastranak David. That's not okay. Brick should have thrown him on the ice like an octopus in Detroit. He just ignored it like it was unsafe. He never, like, That's didn't even break stride. Skated right by it. Just, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like Jim Nance in the booth with Phil Sims trying to waft one his way during yep. a broadcast. Yep. So, no interest. Puns are great even in uh, hockey broadcasts. All right. It's going to be a fun Friday. Want to start with the Celtics. Because What's fun about that? You're going to rip us up. We're don't just having fun. Let's, I think this is going to be fun. I don't. I think there's a lot here. Uh, first off, the Celtics lose their third straight, 120-117, to the New York Knicks, that powerhouse Knicks team yeah. right now, top of the Eastern Conference, yeah. in overtime last night. And it came down to your guy, Jalen <sighs> Brown. Jalen Brown, you know, the same night that Jason Tatum is anointed an all-star starter, Jalen Brown is unable to sink two free throws just to seal up this ugly game in which uh, Celtics look pretty half-assed for most of the game until fourth quarter, which they've been doing as of late in these last three losses, really. But here's Jalen Brown post-game talking about missing those free throws. Uh, Just got to be better, uh, to be honest. Tonight was just a rough game, you know, and I'm a better basketball player than I played today. And those two missed free throws kind of embodied like the whole game, you know, for me. Didn't really get it going, didn't give my team enough energy to win. And and that's what happens when you don't come out and uh, give your best. Um, And I'll be better. See, that's a good (coughs) stand-up veteran star player putting it on his shoulders and taking it after he missed two free throws that... Never had a shot the second they left their fingertips. Wow, he missed them both. Oh, I like how he goes to die. Wow. No, there was no surprise. They left his fingertips. Nope. They were headed right for the front of the rim the entire time they were going through the air. And this is only the worst of his misdeeds. He turned the ball over a couple times late in mm-hmm. that game. One which the refs almost bailed him out and said it was, that he, he wasn't the last to touch it when he dribbled it off the back of his own heel. 
So if you're a uh, Jalen Brown hater, that's a special. That's a new game. move that he has. Usually he dribbles it off his toes. Like that that out now he's hitting this. Can't turn left. He was gonna hacky sack it up to himself and then shoot a three. Dribbling off his heels. <laughs> But that's what guys. he does. But that, Shot, this is no, no, no. What he does is averages twenty-seven points a game. Well, but people like you all want to rip him when he makes turnovers. mistakes. You're ready to pounce. And I'm not. It's here not for about it. wanting to rip him. He's got to clean these things up, Andy. These are becoming habitual issues for him late in games where you have high leverage situations and you need clutch free throws, clutch shots, and you also need to not turn the ball over. So uh, <laughs> I don't really have a response. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I can't really argue. Facts with only that. department checking in. No lies detected. Can't really argue with that. But uh, we got to talk about Joe Missoula. Joe Missoula once again. I know he did like an hour and a half a couple days Show ago. Me, about Missoula, do you wrong? Michael? How? Jeez. No, you guys act like I'm attacking him. It's he's just he's just out there. You're mocking him. He's in him the outer limits. He's in the Quirky. outer limits of head coaching and you also misrepresented him for multiple hours on the radio How so by saying that he did a somersault in the locker room that's what the report said the broadcast last night called it a jujitsu roll okay what is that <laughs> something that sounds cooler than a somersault what is it ju- you didn't even you didn't even look it up a i didn't i actually roll. said to my wife it's... what the hell is a jujitsu roll and she goes pretty much a somersault i was gonna say <laughs> it's like a sideways roll do you do no but i figured she might be knowledgeable <laughs> Jiu-jitsu I had no roll. idea. Basic I couldn't spell it to look it up. BJJ Jiu-Jitsu Excuse roll. Excuse me? J-I-U-J-I-T-S-U. That's what it's called. This guy's spending a long time talking. I'm just watching it. This is a somersault. <laughs> it's he, a high-class somersault. This is like a slow-motion somersault is what this is. If this is... It's a, it's like a drunk somersault. It's is it like, like the side one a little bit? When yeah, you're, like, you're, on, yeah, I guess. you're Like you're ready to come sh- up to fight? Like you got a gun in your hand? You're, you're or if you're trying to your shoot shoulder. for a leg, it's called an Iminari roll. I think that's what he was trying to do, where you kind of roll into the guy's leg and you try to snatch it up. We just get more geeky. Okay, let's okay. go back wow. to calling it anyway, a somersault. Anyway, so Joe Missoula was, um, he was asked about Jalen missing the free throws, and this was his response. Here's a question and answer. And I believe we're grabbing it right now. We just spoke outside. But Jalen is a guy who can kind of get down on himself, particularly after missing the free throws. Is that, do you have a conversation with him? I love you, Jalen. Anything more than that and anything going forward? I love you, Jalen, and I believe in you. See? Keep it simple. <laughs> no, Andy. Like, I love Jalen. It's weird. What, what, what do you want him to say? It's weird. I want him to say, yeah, hey, uh, we next ex- time, make your free throws. We expect you to make your free throws in that spot. Yeah, he seems was five like for five before then. you're mentally distracted. It seems like you're off Jalen Brown. He only missed the two that matter. No, Andy, <laughs> listen to the way he said it. Listen to the way. It's not about the fact that he said, I love you, Jalen. I don't care if he said. I so think long that's as he weird, went, like, too. Yeah, say no, that after you win the said, championship. If he said, I just walked up to him afterwards and told him I loved him, or I just walked up to him and said, put a hand on his shoulder in a comforting capacity and said, hey, I love you, man. We're going to need to count on you at a certain point. Not just staring out with that bizarre Missoula look going, I love you, Jalen. I love you, Jalen. That's great, babe. Do you have a conversation with him? I love you, Jalen. Anything more than that and anything going forward? Hold on, pause it there. Abby, Abby Chin, God bless her, from NBC Sports Boston. Her head goes, is swimming right any, now. Uh, that's not the response I was expecting. Anything, anything more, more than, than that? that? And anything going forward? I love you, Jalen, and I believe in you. 
See? He's, That's all you need to say. Keep it simple. Andy, he's talking to Jalen Brown through Abby Chin. Wait what a minute. What are you doing? You guys ripped Joe Judge for four hours yesterday for word salads and talking too much, and we said if you know the answer and you have the answer, just give us a concise answer. He gives you a concise answer, and now you rip him. The, the answer media is I love is you, ne- Jalen? I would, what too. The- He's that- one of my all-star players that's going to lead me to the promised land as a first-year rookie coach. Oh, listen How- to this panorama. Oh, I know. This is un- you're, unbearable. You're debasing quickly, yourself you media right types, now. You media types. You media Forget. Separating himself. Listen to this. He he's just, a Mac Jones apologist. Now he's Jalen Brown's biggest fan. What oh, what's going on you? around here? Yeah, Are you like? It's a little weird. Do you have low T or something? I, what's <laughs> happening? It's just pretty sure there's really, an ad on our station that can help me with that. You're softening up a lot over here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a number to call. Where's Do you, you have some ayahuasca before the show today? No, I just think he missed a couple free throws. What are you going to say to the what guy? What do you mean he missed a couple free throws? He missed he a couple missed free a, throws. He missed a pair of free throws to win the game. He knows he missed them. You can see it on his face how down he is when he missed them. You could see it on Julius Randle's smile how happy he how is. How do you come out that of that them. saying, I love you? Because he's, he's your second best player. Okay. What are you going to say? You're benched. You never play it again until you hit 10,000 free throws in a row. What are we, Harry Hardo? He missed a couple free throws. It happens. What is this feeling circle that you are it, welcoming him into? With, are there bean bags and like different flavored like like non sugar sodas in there to drink while we're all talking about how we feel? What are we doing here? Well, you. This is a game against the Knicks in January you when you're yeah. still the best team in the NBA. Okay, are you? Yes, you yes, are. Yes, you are. You are. Okay, and you're, you're still going top through a little five slump. Offense, top yes. five defense. You're I still understand. thirty-five and fifteen. And he's I one of your best players. I understand. I, I, and look, I get it. I get it. The NBA players, you know, I I don't have an issue with treating them with kid gloves and supporting the ego and their personal brand and player empowerment and all of that. I just think it's strange. Two after he makes two free throws, that the response—I mean, he misses two free throws to win the game. The response is, "I love you." I love you, Jalen, and I believe in you. You guys ever hear of the positive coaching alliance? Can you imagine, alliance? Doc? Yeah, I used to be part of it. Seven positive things they for every one. I can see why. <laughs> no, Joe Mazzulla is part of it, and he gets to be certified. For those of us that are in the unfamiliar, I was a bit more of a four agreements guy myself during the Tom Brady era. What is the Positive Coaching so the Alliance? the Positive Coaching Alliance is a group of coaches. I was part of it when I used to coach. Me and too. You were. I still Great. am, I believe. Yeah, you can okay. be at any level. Brad Stevens is a huge proponent of yeah. it. Um, yep. But you can be at any level, college, high school, youth, uh, pros and the idea is that you give positive feedback, especially at the youth level, in yes. order to keep kids interested in sports and not feeling like they're getting bullied or pushed out of sports. That's I, boring. Yeah, and the idea is that you can get more out of your players if mm-hmm. you're if you're overwhelmingly positive with them and keep sports fun rather than punishing them and saying you suck because you missed two free throws. Right. I believe you make so. a billion makes, dollars yeah. and you're the second most talented player on the team and everybody wants Jalen Brown to get MVP chance even though he can't make two free throws at the end of the game. I believe positive coaching was based in the philosophies of UCLA coach John Wooden. John Wooden. Right. Very successful. Lots of titles. Lots of great players at a high level, not a youth level. And I believe the ratio, I might have to go back and check my uh, online courses that I took, was like 7 to 1. You're supposed to have basically like 7 positive things they to say. They made you take online for courses? Every, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have to do that. I don't for think every she was one constructive. Positive. So what? for 7 positive she things was. for every one 
negative yes. and or constructive criticism you yes. offer. Yeah, that makes sense because if, if you're coaching kids before the age of 10, the whole entire responsibility really is to grow the love of the game, then concentrate no, on the, the fundamentals. Goal, I would say even before 13, 14, the goal is for the kid to want to sign up again next year. To return. That's sure. the Correct. whole idea. They want to mm-hmm. play again next year. But this is where you get the divide because I go with the theory. Jalen like, Brown is not an 11-year-old playing okay, softball. Okay, so what are you going to coach him? He knows he missed it. He's shot... How many billion free throws has he shot in his life? He knows how to shoot him. He does it in the gym. It shows a he certain, missed him. It just shows a certain level of distraction. Then get rid it of him. It shows checking out. Stop it. Well, if you That's ridiculous. So tell him you love him, you need him. And it's a yeah, question to me. He's never been a great free throw shooter, and they're going to need him to improve on that and his ball handling skills. Well, the because... ball handling skill is not improving because that was an issue at the end of the playoffs last year when they lost the championship, and he spent the summer in the swimming pool. Which is fine, but it wasn't right. addressing the ball handling. But I also no. he don't literally know how much spent his summer in the swimming pool. Gonna get it'll uh, show increment. It's a little bit like Mac Jones's arm strength. I think you can get incrementally stronger in your arm. You work out you every can offseason. You improve your handle right. incrementally. You're not gonna go from He's him not, to Kyrie. He, okay. Nobody's asking him to be Kyrie. They're asking a- him not Andy. to find new ways to yes. dribble the ball off his. Why different am I parts backed into a foot? corner? Because this is where I lash no, out. No, 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 no. This is a serious question. So when you when somebody in the NFL, someone in football has ball control issues, has fumbling and turnover issues. Don't you often see, in addition to having to hold it high and tight at practice, people walking through the facility, getting out of their car, around the house, everywhere they go, working on holding onto the ball and never letting it be turned over, never letting anyone slap it out of their hands. As far as I'm concerned, with the stakes for this team and the money he's making, Jalen Brown, if he's only a 15-minute ride or 20-minute walk to the garden, he should be going everywhere working on his ball handling skills. Control. But he's not doing it against on an NBA court against NBA defenders. And you, the reality is you want him to be a playmaker. You want him to be a ball handler. Of course. You want him to handle the ball more this year than he has in the past. Like There's an evolution to his game, no. and you like it when he splits two defenders and lays it in. Well, if you want him to be aggressive, if you want him to just back off and not feel like he's a an offensive threat, if he's not a one-on-one no. threat. I want him to make free throws. We're back to that again? Yes. No, we were on the yes. ball security. Andy. He's a 72% yada, yada free throw shooter. the end of the game. How are we here? No, I'm yada yadaing the criticism of Joe Missoula should have said, Hey, Jalen, before you step in this gym again, I need you to hit 10,000 free throws. No, he said, that, I love first you. Of all, I trust that's you. That's weird because I, I don't you. remember saying that. The tone said it. That's an interesting in, uh, impersonation of me. I've never heard it that way well, before. You were angry. <laughs> all right. You said you're angry. We got a trend. Fine. We come back on the other side. A few more comments from Joe Missoula. Uh, I wrote about this today because NBA coaches don't usually talk this way about where their teams are at this point in the season. And I found this kind of telling, kind of interesting, and I think relating directly back to how that game ended last night. We'll be right back. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it on WEEI. the weirdest coach in Boston right now? Right now, sure. Weirdest head coach. Wait, you don't think he's weirdest? Who's weirder? Yeah, I mean, Steve Belichick is weirder, but he's an assistant. But he's an assistant. Andy, Weirdest head coach in Boston sports, Joe Mazzula. Bill Belichick is going to always be tough to outweird. 
Well, the one thing I will say, is it just because we are used to his weirdness over 20-plus years? We've accepted everything he is and does and how he handles situations? I don't know that... face and pandorama and... I don't know that weird... pandorama? I need to find Pandorama. Pandorama? I love pandas. Snap face and pandorama and... Oh, I never heard that. Weird is not the word I would use to describe Bill Belichick. Wait, what? I would not use weird. Why not? I would use um, quirky, cantankerous at times, dry. Okay. I would not use weird the it's way hot, that it's I. It's cold. It's windy. It rains. It snows. Yeah, very dry. No, but what about like? I don't think of him as like a super weird guy. I don't like coffee. <laughs> I don't like coffee either. So I mean, there's also a number of similarities which I have talked to you about. Can't so. stand the smell of coffee. That I have with Bill Belichick, I so like I don't think he's that weird. Anything. But what about Coffee's like the disgusting. cutting of sleeves or when he goes on the spring recruiting tour? That's just like tour. being a dad. That's how my dad looks when he tries to like paint the shed outside. Like, yeah, your dad's not a uh, the head of a billion dollar corporation and do doing you know? a press conference. How do you know? Outside, yeah. he's painting the shed as the head of a billion dollar corporation. <laughs> um, no, you I think Bill, Bill Belichick doesn't paint his own shed. I don't think no. Okay, is that code? I don't even know. <laughs> I bet you he paints his own shed then. <laughs> He's thrifty. We know that for sure. Yes. I don't know where this is going. I don't either. But no, Bill is weird. I Free think Missoula Friday. is oh, okay. weirder. Is definitely weirder. Okay, thank you. I'm, can you imagine Bill doing a somersault or jujitsu roll in the locker room? <laughs> I, I, I cannot. I can confess. Thank I you. Can. What about, we don't really know Montgomery, do we? He doesn't seem weird at all. He seems buttoned he, up. Yeah, he doesn't seem, he seems the opposite of weird. He seems strikingly normal. And we like are also, the middle. we're talking about public weirdness here. Because you never um, know what's going on in the background. I don't know, because do we have the Scal clip here? Wait, we talked to we talked to Brian Scalabrini the other day. Yes. And we, I kind of asked him, you know, about that little story that Adam Himmelsbach from the Boston Globe tweeted out saying that, Joe Missoula is doing somersaults in the locker room and teasing Marcus Smart. And I tried to ask Scow, like, is this indicative of who he is behind the scenes? And his answer was bizarre. Personally, I don't think he's anything like what he's coming across on this press conference. It's, it's really one of those things where it's like, I can't wait to get back so I can play again, but I don't want to play because the intensity of the game is super high and you're being around Joe and listening to him talk off camera and all that. The guy's, like, passionate about life and all that stuff. I wish that he would bring more of that to the press conference. Of the somersaults? No, I mean, not necessarily somersaults and stuff like that, but just, like, the way that he is. Like, he's just, he's a highly energetic guy that, you know, loves life, and he's always pursuing to become, you know, better at life and learning more. And and I think that's, you know, like, that's just Joe being Joe. That's just Joe being Joe. But we don't know Joe, so we don't know what that means. That was also a small portion of a very long answer, which, I mean, for me personally, just led to so many more questions yeah. about Joe Right, Mizzoula. like he's in yoga, it. he does, he gets in a cold tank often. Takes taekwondo, he's mm-hmm. very, very energetic and aggressive playing pickup basketball. But also, I bet you, I bet any, you he doesn't drink coffee. I bet you he's like one of those like either naturally. matcha or like mushroom coffee drinkers. Mushroom Joe Mazzulli drinks mushroom. Ooh, that's a good one. Tea? What is mushroom coffee? It's it's. I'm not going to waste time now. But okay. Some, some anyway, people I do. Listening understand. We have been because we've I'll been tracking this. <laughs> Joe Mazzulla has been kind of strange with the reporters in his press conferences, and that's kind of what Scal was talking about at the beginning. There, uh, this was the first question 
and the follow-up that he got after last night's loss. So the second game in a row with some fourth quarter um, struggles at the start. Obviously, made the comeback toward the end of it. What, what do you see that went wrong then? And even you know, prior to that in the second half, where did things kind of go wrong? Yeah, just not getting to our space and moving the basketball. What, what do you have to do to clean that up? Space and move the basketball. <laughs> That's <laughs> Belichickian right yes, there. That is so. just smart-ass. That is, I just told you, I'm not giving you anything else, but the difference is, here's the thing that I think people forget, is Bill didn't have that act down in the very beginning. Oh, he did. His oh, first no, 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 season. We were just, Andy, we were just looking at his opening press conference from 23 years ago when he came here. Oh, yeah, but that's different. No, no, no. He, I mean, he was more of an a-hole in Cleveland. He was Bill in Cleveland, too. You think that he yes. was, he was who he is now in press conferences back in his first season as a coach? I think he it evolved. He definitely was more, would elaborate more, a little more playful. It, well, no, no, no. It was, it's been emboldened by success. Obviously, everybody gets a little bit more um, strength in their, in their style or whatever as they find success with it. But no, he was, he was non-answers. He was like that kind of, because I can remember fights with, um, guys in the press in the 01-02 era. And Fitzy, I don't know if you recall these. There was a Ken Powers from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette who Bill, they went back and forth like Breer and Bill to some degree. And Bill mm-hmm. went down the hole. You can get as belligerent as you want, but that's my answer. Like, they went at it. I remember back in the Cleveland days that he was very surly, sometimes borderline grisly, and kind of had that emerging from Parcells' shadow demeanor down pretty great and was non-compliant with the media. He went viral before you could actually qualify something as viral. I don't know if you guys remember this video, the Bill Belichick makes a peanut butter sandwich video oh, yeah. from 30 years ago. But he wasn't mean in that. In but he, was, he, he made them he do the, the version yeah, Andy, of all... he had the warmth of a wet sock in that video. Well, that's just him. I mean... But that's what that I'm saying. What like it It's is. not a persona. That's but what he gives forth in any public appearance. He made them do the team TV show, I believe, at 4.30 a.m. because he said, quote, that's when it fits my schedule. <laughs> like, So don't tell me he wasn't a... I'll say that has not changed. No. no he also weird made a early, early morning stuff has not changed. Right. So, no, I think... But I also would get back to... Um, Scal said something like, to back up your weirdness argument, that's Joe being Joe. Who did we last say that about in this city? That's Manny being Manny. When somebody's weird, that's how you you describe it, and you like them. When you hate them, you tend to rip it. But if you like the person and they're weird, you, oh, that's just Joe being Joe. Yeah. Don't we celebrate that now? What? Celebrate the weirdness? So just people being unique, people being themselves, free to be me. I'll let you know at the end of the year. Yeah, still trying to figure we'll out how it works We'll celebrate it if he wins. <laughs> we won't if he loses. It's going great so far. Again, 35-15. Uh, they are a top five team in offense and defense in production. But they did lose their third straight game. And Missoula kind of offered this up unprompted. He wasn't really nudged on this. He he said it, and he said it a couple times. I wrote about it today just because I thought it was kind of transparent in a way that surprised me. Just not getting bored with the simple plays, just doing the little things at work all the time. And sometimes that can be really hard over a long course of a season. And you just can't get bored doing those things. They're very, very simple. You know, the most simplest things breed the most you know, rewards on both ends, and so you just can't get bored with doing simple things. I don't know. I don't think it's the time of year because we just won nine in a row, and then we went through some adversity with injuries, and then we just didn't play well tonight. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just a matter of, you know, being good and being a great team is really, really hard. 
and you just have to work at it every single day, and you just got to do the small, boring things all the time. Are the Celtics bored? Uh, Are they bored in January? Are they bored oh, with so. their quest going back to the finals? Because it sounds like it there, where he, he brought it up, and he said bored and boring and something, some version of that probably five or six times in that press conference. And then he was pushed. I think it was Jared Weiss from The Athletic. And the questions aren't in there, but asked him along the lines of, is that the nature of this time of year? And he said there, well, it's not really the time of year because we just had a nine-game winning streak. So I can't attribute it to that. But there were some injuries, and now it feels like the details are slipping a little bit. So I didn't hear the whole press conference. Was he asked specifically? No. Is your team bored? No. And that's why it's interesting, Andy. Because this reminds me of, and Fitzy, I'm sure you remember this, the Alex Cora in Tampa Bay when he was saying, well, I look at I look at their, their uh, dugout and they're, they're fighting through injuries, but they're still fighting and they're showing energy. And, and then somebody said, wait, are, are you saying your team's not? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they are. This feels like if he had been challenged, I wonder if he would have said, yeah, we're playing like we're bored. Because I think basketball, the monotony of basketball is challenging, especially on the defensive end of the floor. It just is. There's a million possessions in a million games, and defenses all want to, right? It's energy, it's want oh, it's, to. Yeah, it's and all give, it's what, so It's all effort. I wouldn't fault them. At this level, I'd say. Like, yes. if you're in the NBA, you can make yourself a great defender Absolutely. by effort. So I wouldn't fault them, and I think it It was last night, um, the halftime show. Was that what I was watching? This was a TNT game, right? It was on TNT, yes. Yeah, yeah. So the mm-hmm. halftime show turned halftime into show. an entire debate on scoring in the NBA and Charles Barkley saying, nobody plays defense. Nobody wants to play defense. Oh, it's all little guys a, on the floor. On. There's no shot blockers anymore. That's just Barkley being an old head. He actually said that. He actually started a sentence with, I know I'm just being an old guy here. I shut the hell up. <laughs> he, he didn't say that. But to himself. He started arguing with himself. Do you... Th- it, I don't think it's 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 hard to imagine or even accept the Celtics being bored right now. But it's not on the defensive end of the court alone, Andy. No, I know. Like so the, one of the things that one of the things that Missoula talked about last night was how many once again how many turnovers they had. They had thirteen turnovers last night. They are not doing the right rim reads when they're driving to the basket, and that's turning it over as well than turning it over on the glass. And it's just this. I think you can see it in the game, like their effort. Uh, what's the opposite of wanes? Waxes? waxes yeah, the moon wanes, wanes and waxes. Yeah, right? okay, wanes and waxes throughout the game, and Miyagi. the effort does, and it's on, and it contributes to both sides of the court. Like it's not just they're not putting in the effort on defense; they have no attention to deal, detail on offense, and then that leads to Jalen Brown missing two free throws because he just wants to get out of there in overtime. He's distracted; his head's not in it. Oh, whoa, whoa! Yep. We're reading this into he was mm-hmm. distracted and he just wanted to get out of there? How else do you explain I don't I don't know if it's just want to get out of there, but missing free throws at the end of the game. What so, he was tired? So he wanted to lose? I think he's just it's just like, ugh, another game in January against the Knicks. This isn't going anywhere. Fitzy, am I crazy? Mm, no. Uh it's, really? on that point, no. But at the same time, <laughs> uh they probably are bored to a certain degree. But that boredom is not acceptable because you Thank don't wanna you. you don't wanna develop bad habits, number one. Uh, and you don't want to awaken bad habits that you may have worked on that could have waned a little bit or that you could have buried like some of their turnover issues or not finishing games. And I also would like to point out that they gave up 110 points in regulation to the Knicks, which is a sub 500 team known primarily for underachieving and defense under uh, Thibs as head coach like 
this is a little bit of an issue. And I know you could just say, okay, middle Jan- you know, late January basketball, middle of the season, before the All-Star break, it's a slump. They go through these things. But with a team that has shown the tendency to develop some bad habits like turnovers, like being asleep at the wheel, it's not okay to just sort of like do this now and say, well, our greatness will take over when the time is right or the time comes. I, I think there's a legitimate reason for fans to be mildly concerned at this point. Do you think this team already thinks they're great? Yes. That's a problem to me. That's a problem and, to me because they're a good and, team. They're a very good team. They're the best team in the league right now. They have the best record. Like I said, top five in offense and defense. They haven't won it yet. No, and and it goes not. back to the same thing years ago of, well, we made it to the final four, three or four of the last four years. And it's like, first of all, the final four does not exist in the NBA. But it's the same thing of we're already established. We've already arrived. And it's like, well, you arrived, but you haven't gotten out of the car yet. But I think that's natural. I don't, uh, it, it's not ideal. It's not what you're pursuing. And I do think that comes back to coaching, finding ways to not allow that to settle into your team and your locker room. But I just can't be sold on the fact that Jalen Brown was ready to get out of there and like Mm-mm. disinterested in the game. No, like, I don't think it was he a He missed conscious, two free throws. Okay. No, but he also front rimmed one too. Both and of front them. Rimmed, no, no, no. He, like, yeah, front, he was tired. tired. Yeah, he was. See, but is the Andy? Is that tired? Oh, yes, Dale I'm going Brown with tired. tired. Fitzy. No, hold on, but is it you tired? You just gave him something, Fitzy. You just yeah. threw something to his defense. Well, it is a cliche. You know, is he tired, or is or like sometimes when you front rim it, you're thinking about like I don't want to come up short, and that's exactly what you do. It's like aiming a pitch versus actually throwing Absolutely. the ball. Absolutely, happens all the time, and you're right in all sports in various ways. I just don't think he was like, well, if I miss these, I can get to the shower quicker. And if I get no. to the shower and quicker, I, I can get to okay. dinner quicker. Now no. you're twisting That's what my you words. said. You wanted to get out of there. I said, I think I think subconsciously it's like, who cares about this January game? Who cares? We're playing the Knicks. We're never going to see them in the postseason. Who cares? And they do show up differently against the Warriors than they do against the Knicks. And, and I think that's... that that suggests a little bit of a lack of pride and discipline in the locker room. I don't think that's crazy to say. you got to show up the same way every night. I don't think that's crazy to say about the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy to say when he's at the free throw line. He's just shooting free throws. He missed them. It happens. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it just happens. any free throws. It was the free throws to tie oh, or win the he's game. He's done it in his career. In AAU, in everything he's ever competed, he's had big free throws at the end of games because he's I always been one of the best players. I don't think you would give Jason Tatum this pass. Uh, I think no, this I is personal for you. Uh, well, I wouldn't <laughs> say Jason Tatum... I would simply say what I said about Brown. You have to make those shots. If you want to be an all-star player, you have to make I don't those think, shots. I don't think you've said that about Brown yet. I think I said it um, earlier. No, I can check the I tape. Think, I think you Ryan, said, you I think you said he, everybody misses free throws. Sometimes he's not a great free throw shooter. <laughs> Edit it. I don't think we've heard you say you got to make those shots. You do. You know what he said? I love you, Jalen. That's what <laughs> Thank he said. Thank you. That, 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 that does you, sound Jaylen. like Andy. <laughs> Fitzy, we have a call here I think you're going to like. This is David in the car. Yeah. David, you're on on the Celtics. Hey, good, uh, good afternoon, guys. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, so here's, here's what my thing with the Celtics now. The mentality, uh, this is the 2007 Patriots. Not every player in the team, but a lot of players had that mentality that they were great. They went undefeated. Nobody could beat them. And, and unfortunately, in pro sports, athletes do get that mindset. As much as we don't think so, and some of, some of them will say they don't, they do. When you're really good, when your team is doing really well, you do get cocky, you do get confident, and you think you're invincible. And I think that is part of the issues going on with the Celtics right now is there's that mindset in some of the players. Thanks, David. This was a concern coming into the year. The, Mm -hmm. The evolution, like, 
One of the benefits that Emei had last year is they sucked. So, like, if you mm-hmm. want to tell them you're not that good, all they have to do is look at the standings and he goes, wow, he's right. Look at the standings. We're really not that good. We really aren't that good. If Joe Missoula tells this team they're not that good, what do they do? Hey, uh, Coach, have you seen these things? You can click on ESPN. It's called Standings. We're the best team in basketball. Or how about this? We were good last year. Right. Only difference is you. Right. We went to the finals. <laughs> like, And it is natural. Complacency sets into people. It's yeah. one of the greatest achievements of the Patriot dynasty. How did they not have... I mean, look at the Rams. They win the Super Bowl, and then McVay's like, well, I don't know if I want to come back. And Aaron Donald, I don't know if I want to come. We should but you can't be complacent like, when you haven't won. Well, they kind of won. No, they didn't, they didn't Andy. Kinda oh, my God. Andy. Oh, my God. Who am I talking to right now? I don't now? know. I, I think it's Are Friday. You, like, what did you do? you have edibles before you won. came in here? They kind of won the championship. Glenn, why aren't you sharing? <laughs> I'm like, just, am I taking crazy pills? No, but like it's similar to Fitzy likes to rip the bills. The Bills have kind of won. Wait, hold on. Hold on. No, Qualify, please. They Why are you screaming? The championship no, but they've been really good. That's and Josh winning. Allen's really good. Okay, great. So the belief is like you Did they kind of yourself. win last night because Jason Tatum is a starter on the All-Star team? What are we talking about? Tatum kind of won last night. He didn't win the game. And by the way, he didn't play all that well either. He scored have more you, points. Are but- you... What I don't are you a body double? The Celtics have thirty five wins and fifteen kind of wins. <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly. Remember, hey, remember we talk about how you know Moral Victory Monday is a thing that we became used to or that became part of the norm around uh-huh. here. Well, now kind of wins are like the new Moral oh Victory God. Monday. It's positive coaching. You didn't lose, you kind of won. Mm-hmm. Please save me from this. I don't know if I can, but I know Missoula fairly well. And it's like that really hyper kid that you know. Everybody knows that little five-year-old that's really hyper. That's what he was when he was younger. You, you couldn't stop him, and he's just involved in sports because his dad. And I think he's just finding his way as a coach, finding his voice. You, you, know? Know, you know Missoula well, you said, like personally? Yeah. When I was in high school, his father was uh, coaching me in many different sports. Oh, uh, okay. For instance, uh, yeah, uh, uh, junior varsity soccer, I was the goalie. And uh, Joey would come out there and kick the ball at me for like an hour, be- like, you know, before practice and just go and go and go during practice, up and down, everywhere. And then throughout his basketball career at West Virginia, he was just a go-getter. And that's what I know of the kid. And talking-wise, you know, I'm not great right now, first time on the radio. Who knows if he's great being a coach? You right. know, it's, it's just I think he wants the best for his team. And he might be a little weird to you guys, but if you want to get to know him better, you're a journalist, Mego. Yeah, it's true. About him, you know, investigate well, was. Interest, interesting history. <laughs> All right, thanks, John. I don't know what that last part means. There's, really you know, know, there's some parts of his history that, that have been it, out there, and we'll, you know, people do dumb things when they're dumb. The, I mean, when that, they're young. That mm-hmm. certainly explains dumb. the gum, though. That the gum is not a like he likes to chew gum. It seems like based on that knowledge of what a the gum is probably an outlet for the energy. I'll but, say this: I relate to him very well because I'm like an ADHD person. Uh, scream at people. I have. No I'm weird. Like I get it. It's just surprising to see in one of the four head coaches. I'll just leave it at that. Well, uh, and we have to remember, this wasn't a normal progression to head coach. Nope. Like this was like, uh oh, we don't have a coach. We like him. We thought he was on that track maybe for five years from now or whatever, and now he's the coach. So learn on the run. Sure. All right. On the other side, we have to talk about something that apparently happened, reportedly happened, in the Bruins dressing room last night uh, between Jack Edwards and Pat Maroon. We'll address that on the other side. Aaron Donald. I don't know if I want to. We should But you can't be complacent when you haven't won. 
Well, they kind of won. No, they didn't, They didn't kind of oh win. Oh, my God. Andy. Oh, my God. We're back. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Welcome back. So the Bruins lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning last night, three to two. And uh, from the Tampa Bay Lightning, of course, is someone that announcer Jack Edwards, I think, has legit beef with at this point. And I guess beef is not the kind term because this is where it originated. It originated from a broadcast, I think, a couple months ago. This at is this the point. end of November. Yeah, end of November, in which Jack Edwards was saying this about the Lightning player, Pat Maroon. Yeah, pretty good strong shift there for the fourth line for Tampa. Maroon, he's a handful down in that offensive zone below the goal line. Listed at 238 pounds. <laughs> that was day one of training camp. I, I got a feeling he's had a few more pieces between then and now. <laughs> yeah, that's before pregame. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fasting. <laughs> Inadvertent fasting for Pat Maroon is like four hours without a meal. <laughs> but, hey, three cups in a row. Who can argue with his formula? He's a role player and is valued oh. by every teammate he's ever had. So that was not nice. Uh, but apparently the latest update from that is last night. No, not last night. Wednesday night. The night before the game or the day before the game on Wednesday, Pat Maroon had his chance to respond to Edwards face to face with the Bruins in Tampa. Edwards took the opportunity to meet with him in the locker room hoping to listen and apologize. According to several reports, a verbal evisceration occurred. Matt Porter of the Boston Globe categorized Maroon's one-sided conversation with Edwards as a, quote, 10-minute dressing down. What a dope. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe Smith of The Athletic confirmed that the two shook hands after the exchange, but it doesn't sound like Maroon or Edwards were on good terms. It wasn't a hockey fight, but in that vein, we got it out. Edwards said we had an understanding and we move on. After his interaction, Edwards didn't come off like a guy who had learned his lesson. Instead of saying how he understood how Maroon and others may have taken offense to his comments, Edwards talked about, quote, corporate concerns and not being able to change the style he'd used for more than 18 years calling Bruins games for Nesson. Quote, I didn't make fun of people who are struggling with mental illness, Edwards said. I didn't use the word fat at any time. Intentional misreading of my intent ran rampant. Yeah, I think this is much ado about nothing, honestly. Like, the whole thing. I don't really understand the big deal. About him making the fat jokes? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I don't. Fitzy, That's, your take. It's super It's super juvenile, super immature, super unprofessional, and super asinine of Jack Edwards to do that. Yeah, and I, I don't care who listening is a diehard Bruins fan and thinks it's okay, and that's not because I'm a former fatty, Andy. So am and it's I. it's not because I got, I know, and it's not because I got am. picked on and bullied on the South Shore as a youngin'. I just think it's completely unprofessional. It's one thing if you're going to be 
calling a football game or broadcasting a hockey game and you're in the middle of play-by-play and you see somebody with a white beard and you go, "Uh uh-oh, someone's making a list and that's naughty and nice if they don't want to be comp to Santa. Or if you see a large gentleman in the stands with their shirt off going like, looks like this guy hasn't missed a number of tailgates. That's fine. This is a coach. This is a coach. Are you kidding? It's so stupid. What do you mean it's so stupid? It's so uncalled for. It's an ad hominem attack on the guy's weight. What do you mean it's a coach? It's a forward. Forward, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, no, sorry but like, I apologize. This is sports but it's so, but where like, they give you their heights and their weights as part of yeah. the sport, and your eyes go, nope. Sorry. Doesn't match the number you gave the me. The heights and weights are usually a little off, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> what he was pointing out. Like, I don't I really don't have a problem just, with this. Is I it juvenile? Absolutely. I will say. Absolutely. I don't have a problem with the comments from Edwards like whatever that is who he is the defense that he the case Mm -hmm. that he made for himself is kind of true that's who he's been for 20 years correct he steps in it all the time and the different but I I also will say good on Pat Maroon for saying screw you I'm the professional athlete I get to be fat and win Stanley Cup trophies if I want to oh if that was the approach I'd be fine with it that sounds like what's going on why is he so angry what do you mean why is it like 10 minute? What was it described as? A ton dressing of 10 down. minute dressing Probably, down. Well, this goes back to Jack Edwards' defense of himself, which is I've acted like an a-hole for 20 years. He, Why are you great. mad at me now? He's old school. He is not a modern Syracuse, like everything's buttoned up. We're all going to be the same and we won't step in it. He goes to the Harry Carey, whoever you want to say. Like, remember the famous Harry Carey was like, look at the ears on that guy. His hat will never fall down. Like, that's what these old guys do. Like, I don't. And am I missing? Is there more to the story? So I like. Think, does he have a thyroid problem? Does he have a like? Is there a medical? I can't condition? say I'm like deep in his medical history. I will say for Pat Maroon though. I mean, it's probably on some level. You know, even if he is a super alpha guy, whatever. On some level, it's probably a little embarrassing that he that the announcer is calling him out like that. At the same time, like I'm sure he just doesn't like Jack Edwards because once again, Jack Edwards thing has been this personality for 18 years. Oh, I so it's like, like here's my chance now to ream you out on behalf of probably six guys I know and we all think you're a jackwagon. That I would agree with. Yeah. I think I, if I were on an opposing team I would think he's a jackwagon. Absolutely. But the so you're just using this as an opportunity. Exactly. It was your like stepping off point to like vent on everything in general I what think I think of you. I think that's what okay, his that's approach was. Like I don't think he was deeply hurt by the Wait comments. I'm sure it's not the first time that somebody's made a joke at his expense that way. He's a hockey player. He's probably got pretty thick skin, and he knows he's a big guy, but he doesn't need a broadcaster going on for like... like Jack Edwards didn't just step in it. He decided, as opposed to stepping in it, then walking back and trying to get it off his shoe, he kept stepping in it and kept sliding in it and laughing at it and pointing at it. Brick like there's, it's a di- there's a big difference. How'd Brick skate here? Brick? Oh, whoa. See that no. pun? On the How other side, I mean, here? Brick was like, he's well, so he's beloved by his teammates. No, but he also <laughs> said like, yeah, before he gets in the buffet line or something, like <laughs> he played along. He thought it was funny too. You know what I think they both should do? What? Light Ask Maroon. Up. No. Oh, that's well done. <laughs> I walked right into that. Ask Maroon to get on a scale. If you prove to me you're within a couple pounds of your listed okay, weight, that I will take Andy, my comments back. But if you're more than 10 pounds over what they list you at... I'm taking a victory Andy, lap. That's demeaning. Why? That's because my eyes told me your weight that they give me as an official document from which I'm supposed to broadcast doesn't match. 
Have we heard anyone get weight shamed in the NFL this season with all of the games that are broadcast with the people like yeah. Trent Brown who don't exactly uh, you know fit in wetsuits, yeah, Andy? Uh, I think that a lot of people mock Trent Brown's weight yeah. loss. Yeah. yeah. People we mock, mock athletes clause. all the time because we know their weights and we match their weights with our eyes. We it's have a right. reference. Right? Uh, uh-huh. I think the right thing to do is that before Jack Edwards gets into the booth to call the game, they put, they list his height and weight. Sure. That's what you have to do. Sure, and he'd he has be fine to say with it, it on the broadcast. I'm sure he'd be fine with it. <laughs> Would he be fine if someone called him a pencil neck geek or talked about his spectacles? Probably. Or he doesn't think like a thin skin type to me. Like he, I think if he, either that or he's the greatest hypocrite in the history of of media. Because if you're going to throw it out there the way he, he throws be it the out greatest. there, <laughs> well, he's he's in the conversation. Do you want to see the afterlife? So, the 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 yes, and I, I know do. we're we're so coming to the bizarre. end of this, but yeah. to me, the one that's more interesting than this debate was, and I believe she was on the Connecticut Sun. There was a um, a big bodied WNBA player. I'm going to be careful here. Okay, who I'm an opposing coach kind of compared to Shaq and said they had to body her up basically and be physical with her because she's huge. He got suspended. Really suspended. I didn't hear this now, story. That's his his language me. may have been a little more biting than mine. Okay. But it be, it not only became a weight shaming issue, it became a comparison of weight description in sports for male athletes versus weight description in sports for female athletes. I'm thinking if I'm a basketball player and I'm being compared to Shaq, like I feel good unless it's somebody just making fun of me. I'll do a little research during the break, but okay. see that to me is a is a bigger issue. This seemed like a guy who was being overly sensitive, or as you said, took it as an opportunity to rip a guy that he really didn't like, and this was the open door. I think that's mostly what it was. Uh, on the other side, we got a break, but on the other side, since we have the football guys here, we are going to return to Patriots football because we had that incredible piece of reporting from Karen Green and Andrew Callahan in the Herald yesterday. What's the fallout? Is Joe Judge still on this staff? Is he going to be on this staff next season? We're going to talk about it next.